Hey, it's Mo Egger. The college basketball season is heating up, and there's no better place to watch every game than Long Neck Sports Grill. There are 4K TVs all over the place at each Long Neck's location, and at Long Neck's, the sound is on for every big game. Plus, no place has a better beer selection. And I say this often, if you haven't tried Long Neck's Wings, what are you waiting for? No matter who your team is, you'll be able to watch them at Long Neck's. Wilder, Hebron, and Richwood. Long Neck Sports Grill. This college basketball season, stay late, come often. This is the Ortho Cincy Mo Eggers Show on ESPN 1530 on uh, Thursdays. We're joined by our pal Chad Brendel from uh, BearcatJournal.com. If you're a UC fan, you should subscribe. If you're a UC fan... Chances are you were very upset last night. A lot like me. Chad is is often, I think, uh, I, I think put on this show to be sort of the voice of reason and at times talk us off the ledge. Good luck with that today, pal. Yeah, don't jump. <laughs> <laughs> just, just don't jump. That's all. It's a long way down. That's all I'm trying to say. Don't jump. It's, uh, it's, it's frustrating. I get it. What the hell happened? Same thing that is that is has happened late in games that we've talked about a bunch. They're a jump shooting team, and when jump shots stop falling, the offense goes flat. And and honestly, right now though, the problem is not. I'm going to go Mick Cronin here. I know people don't want to hear it, mm. but you you can't give up 45 points to ECU in a half of basketball mm-hmm. like that. Do anything better than that, and you get out of there with a win. You hold on to your. You, you know you don't you don't go from up 16 to losing by four on a 26 to six run. Guess what, Mo? A 20 to six run and UC wins the game. Like the, the, without Vic, it is just really, really hard for this team defensively. They're without their three best defenders. And it, it wasn't a team that was built to be uh, a great defensive team to begin with. They had masked a lot of things um, with Vic that it, that it kind of elevated the numbers. With him out of the game, teams are just saying, you know what, you can't stop us off the bounce, and we're just going to exploit that and go to the rim over and over and over again. And that's either going to give us layups, uh, offensive rebounds, or kickouts for wide-open threes. And and there's very little this defense can do to handle it right now, unfortunately. There there seems to be moments uh, across the entire 40 minutes, but specifically late, that that just feel like – basketball IQ issues, bounce passes being thrown at guys' shins when we're at the stage of the season where you should be able to know who can and can't catch a bounce pass, defensive breakdowns that go beyond just, you know, the the inability to stay with a guy, Uh, shots taken, and, yeah, they're they're a jump-shooting team. A jump-shooting team at time is going to have – uh, some questionable shot selections. It, it it feels like it happens with this team, especially when games get close, especially on gotta have it possessions. Maybe a little bit more often than than some. Would, would you? What would you say to the suggestion that this team's collective basketball IQ isn't very high? Uh, I, I won't strongly uh, put up a, a fight against that. I would say they don't really have a point guard. Um, I, I think Dave has done a great job assimilating himself into that role as much as humanly possible. I mean, we're at what 12, 13 games. He's got five or more assists, uh, but he's just not a, a point guard. He, you know, he's a scorer that because of the roster situation is is being forced into that role and has done the best that he can at it. But I, I don't think, you know, if, if 
we were going into the season, and I told you Dave's gonna gonna play thirty, you know, twenty five, thirty minutes a night of point guard because I don't really see Micah playing a whole lot of point guard anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, at least functionally playing point guard a whole lot anymore. He's more off of the ball. I think that's where a lot of it comes from is having that calming influence when things get tough. We're gonna give the ball to this guy, and he's gonna make the right decision. For the most part, I think, you know, he does that as best as he can. But I just don't think it's something that he's naturally um, naturally excels at, and that makes it tough when you're in those situations. I mean, it's really hard because they keep building second-half double-digit leads. Mm-hmm. So it's clear that, that they have the functional talent to be pretty good but I just don't think you have that guy over the final 10 minutes of a game that, that is the, 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 the engine of the car. And I think that keeps continuing to jump up and bite them far more often than any of us would like to see. They don't have a run stopper, right? Like, no, they don't. That, that entire nine minute stretch, I kept screaming for somebody to just get a bucket, right? It just, it it felt like, There were a handful of occasions where, all right, ECU's making a run, and yeah, there's some defensive breakdowns. But if you get a bucket here, we're fine. And it just never came. And and that was the case against they Tulane. They did do something different. Go ahead. They did do something different last night. They tried going mid-post to Landers. Mm-hmm. And he went one for five. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I think that was that was something that they, they very clearly were like, all right, we've got to find a way to get easier baskets in these late game situations. And you went to your best player and he didn't make the shots right. and, and none of them were exceptionally tough. He also had two turnovers in that stretch that were killer. He hit the one travel was, you know, backbreaking mm-hmm. because I do think, you know, you could have stemmed the tide right there. If he gets that bucket and, and kind of shuts up the, the, the run, the momentum that, that ECU had at that point. Um, they're trying. I just, I just don't see a roster that, unfortunately, is is providing what we want to see in those end of game situations, which is, like you said, a run stopper, a closer. Mm-hmm. Hell, even 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 the guy that you bring in in the seventh to get the tough outs, mm-hmm. like that guy's not on the roster because they could have squashed that with six minutes to go. You know, it, it didn't have to be a game that came down to the end. They had still held it at. I think it was eight points, seven or eight points with six minutes to go. Mm-hmm. If you push that thing back up to 10 or 12, like you're probably, it might still be a grind to get to the finish line, but you're still probably going to get to the finish line. And instead it went from nine to six and then it went from six to three. And all of a sudden, as soon as it got to three, it was like, there, this is bad. I knew how it would end. <laughs> at at, at, at yeah. that point, I knew how it would end. Some are going to hear that yeah. and say, well, look, I mean, the, the coach is in charge of roster construction. Now, ultimately, there are some players that Wes inherited, and there's a lot of good to that. Uh, what would you say to the suggestion that poor roster construction or um, – uh, incomplete roster construction is an indictment against the coach and an indictment against the belief that this is the guy should be the guy moving forward. Sure. I mean, it's, it's fair to have that question. I just, I wonder like, like they went into last off season knowing, okay, we need to, we need to get a big, they went out and got a guy that was really productive in the a 10 uh, for, for four years that, that didn't translate. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that, that's a killer. And, and, you know, I think 
coaches too often, and, and Luke Fickle was, was known for this, and I think all coaches, especially in this portal era, they want they, they err on the side of the known. And Kalua Zekbe was a guy that he recruited at UNC Greensboro that had success at what we consider a level that should is pretty close to the American. We may not like the fact that that's reality, but you go get a guy out of the A-10 that averages 16 and 7, you think it should translate. And it didn't. And then you look and you need length and you need some athleticism. If you're, if you're looking at last year, the things that, that really hurt them last year, they weren't long enough, they weren't athletic enough on the wing. You, you go get a couple freshmen to cure that. You hope that John Newman takes a, another step in year two. Well, we saw him play half a game against Chaminade. We never saw him again. And then I think they would have preferred a more dynamic scoring point guard option. That really didn't present itself for them and the guys that they were able to get in on. So instead, they went with one of the other glaring weaknesses from last year, which was defense on the perimeter with Rob Fennessy. So the question becomes, how many different holes do do you think you can solve with three or four spots in the portal? And I know you hope you can solve all of them, but clearly it wasn't uh, (laughs) – there were still other things that were needed. You still needed a guy that could penetrate and get to the rim. I mean, if you look at it, this is ultimately – wouldn't you consider – the numbers say it is – one of the best three-point shooting teams in program history? Mm Mm-hmm. But that wasn't enough to to cover, to mask all of the warts because then it made them a decided jump-shooting team. And I I think the problem is right now with this roster – and I, Mick has talked about this. You, you've heard Zach Taylor talk about this. You've got to be able to dance all the dances. Mm-hmm. You've got to be able to, to win in, in a, a multitude of ways, in a variety of ways. And this team is showing they can dance a, a couple of the dances, but when the song changes, <laughs> they're not good at song changes. Right. The song changes with 10 minutes left in a game. And especially with Vic not there, you've got to dig down a little deeper and, and be able offensively and defensively to grind a game out. Mo, I, my concern from the, the middle of the first half in that game, they got their ass kicked on the glass. 19 they offensive rebounds uh, for ECU is, is beyond sobering. At one point, I think Cincinnati had four. 23 defensive boards to ECU's 19 offensive rebounds. And they had four offensive rebounds on 31 missed shots. Yeah, yeah. Not just the 19 from ECU. That's, that's, that, that's no good. That's right. terrible. But then you look at the other side, they didn't fight on that end either. Odie had three. Nobody else, the one other guy had one, and nobody else had an offensive rebound last night. And it wasn't like they lit the nets on fire and shot 74% from the floor all night where there wasn't a bunch of offensive rebounds to be had. They got, what, to 20? I'm, I'm terrible at math, but I went to public school in Northern Kentucky. Hmm. What, 15, 15% of their offensive rebounds? Mm-hmm. And that number needs to be up around 40? They got dominated. And I kept thinking that 16-point that, that lead doesn't make a whole lot of sense with the way that they're playing. And then it corrected itself because the jump shots stopped falling. They didn't fight hard enough to get offensive rebounds. They didn't fight hard enough to keep ECU off the glass. And that's how you allow a 26-6 to run to happen against a team that's not good.
Yeah, you know that's and, and also is without their best player, right? So it's it's why it's it's separated from the other two games that they lost that they were quote supposed to win. It's the opponent. It's who they didn't have. But but it's it's what you just talked about. It's that effort last night. Like I I think sometimes we default to that a little bit too much. So and so didn't play yeah, hard. I agree. Right. We default to that. I, I, I've watched enough college basketball in my life. I've watched enough UC basketball in my life. I, I know what it looks like when a team isn't playing. I watch Daniel Skillings, who you know I love. I, I watch him stand underneath the rim and just watch the ball go over his head. Just stand there. I saw Kalu well, do many that. Times, how many times did they have a ball in their hands and ECU took it? It felt like every time Odio Guama got his hand on it, the ball got knocked away. They got big boyed. Yeah. ECU wanted it more. Yeah. And I I know that's Period. that's that's something we just automatically default to, but but I know what it, it happened. I, I, last I, night. It did, and I, but but again, a lot of folks are going to say, well, that that's an indictment against the head coach. And and look, we're in this period of time where folks are all right. Uh, I'm open minded about Wes Miller. Let's let's find out if he is the guy, and I want to give him a chance. But when you lose games like last night, and it looks the way it did last night, he's going to lose folks. And and I you know it. I mean, so- I, you heard it. You saw it. I'm, I know you've seen it at Bearcat Journal. I, I know you've seen it on your Twitter feed. Oh, he, he's, you've seen oh, it with, with folks you work with. Like he's he, he's losing folks, and that doesn't mean he's going to be let go or anything like that. But you lose a game like that and have it go the way it did, you're going to lose people. People are going to have questions, and, yeah. and that's fair. <clears throat> but at end of the day, play hard. Like that shouldn't <laughs> have to be something that's coached. Yes, that, that shouldn't have to be something that like your coat like that. That should be this, the minimum baseline. And yeah. I, and people are going to say, well, then the coach can't allow that to happen. I agree. I, I think the only thing that I that I would say to that is, what what do you do differently? Who, who do you take out and and put in in their place? Like, who do you bench for not giving? You're going to pull Landers off the floor, right? And and that team's going to win last night, right? Right? Like. I, I I get it, but right now, guess what? The, the guys that are supposed to be ten, eleven, and twelve, or seven, eight, and nine, and 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 guys that are supposed to be in your top three are gone, top four are gone. Your most important sub off the bench uh, on the perimeter is gone. So what's the if you're only playing with six and really? Dan played as the seventh man last night. What did he play? Thirteen, fourteen minutes. Mm-hmm. He he didn't play well. Um, you're playing with six. And, and and when you look at the bench on who you're going to put in to to solve the problem, there ain't a lot of guys sitting there in a white jersey that, <laughs> that you trust yeah. to go into a game like that. I mean, it's it, it sucks, but that's what injury has done to this team. That's what the, the continued, you know, rebirth of this roster has done to this team. And I, I do wonder a little bit, like, how much, and we're going to find out real quick because you go, UCF, what it UCF, Temple, Memphis. Yeah. Over the next three, we're, we're going to find out real quick how much is in the tank, because I I do have a concern that there's not a whole lot left in the tank right. for which, some of the guys at the top of this roster. Which mirrors last year, right? They lose eight out of ten. Yeah. The offense becomes just jack up threes, and the the idea this season was you were going to avoid that, and if you have the same, that's going to represent for a lot of people just the, the program kind of running in place. Uh, I could keep going, well, but I the, go the ahead. offense the offense isn't like a disaster right now. They, they were up in the seventies. Like how many, how many times during previous eras, like a game in the seventies, 
like <laughs> sign me up. Like, yeah, they went cold over the final 10 minutes. They only scored six points in the final nine minutes. They still scored 75 or whatever it was. The defense right now is, is a grave concern. They, they, if, if Vic doesn't play on Sunday, ooh, like I look at that UCF game, and I really thought, like, if it wasn't for the turnovers, when they played in the half court against UCF's defense, it was not good. Right. And I, I, don't, I don't imagine UCF's going to turn it over 25 times again at home. We'll see. We'll see. But I, they, they need Vic back desperately on Sunday. I'll just say that right now. Do you think that's a possibility? He was out there without a boot warming up. I mean, it's, it's going to be close, I think. It's going to be how much, what's his pain tolerance? What's he, what's he able to, to fight through? I think it's possible. Um, I think it's questionable. I, like, what's what's the the NFL scale? Questionable. Uh, questionable. Doubtful. doubtful. Out. I think right now I'd probably consider him doubtful. Uh, kind of hint like teetering on what out or he's going to give it a go. I, I hope he can give it a go because if not, we might have to send you to Orlando to guard Taylor Taylor Hendricks. And nobody wants that. No, I don't want that. He does, but but I don't I don't want that. All right, man. Thank you as always. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, we up. we screwed up the clock. We're 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 training uh, Vince McMahon's nephew on how to produce radio shows today, and I've this is not the show to do that because I've I've screwed up the clock. It's uh, four after four. ESPN fifteen thirty. Hey, it's Mo Egger. The college basketball season is heating up, and there's no better place to watch every game than Long Neck Sports Grill. There are 4K TVs all over the place at each Long Neck's location, and at Long Neck's, the sound is on for every big game. Plus, no place has a better beer selection. And I say this often, if you haven't tried Long Neck's Wings, what are you waiting for? No matter who your team is, you'll be able to watch them at Long Neck's. Wilder, Hebron, and Richwood. Long Neck Sports Grill. This college basketball season, stay late, come often.